found chop the original guillotine league podcast everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com now your hosts paul chargian and brian johnson welcome to the chop podcast i'm paul chargian flying solo today it'll be a shorter chop podcast than usual but it is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to talk through some of the breaking news. We've talked a lot of strategy and different stuff. We haven't had like new news to talk about on the Chop Podcast until recently. We've got a lot of significant injury situations that really should affect how you draft in your guillotine league and and especially things that could affect the start of the season and beyond. Now, for guillotine leaguers, You know this if you've heard the podcast before. You really have to orient your thinking towards the first month of the season. My goal, in in no small part, in these early CHOP podcasts is to keep you alive to get to to October and hopefully flush with most, if not all, of your fab budget coming into October. I don't want you cut in September. And that a lot of the news that's come out, injury-related news, puts a real doubt on... Guys that that can get you to October. So let's start here. Carson Wentz. Now, you probably were not going to be counting on Carson Wentz anyway. Now he's probably not draftable at all. Um, Maybe. Likely return seems to be October. The earliest timetable for him is week one. And then even after he comes back, you got to hope, you know, is he going to be 100%? You know, can he... Can he roll out? Can he evade a rush? Stuff, anything involves mobility. Hope there isn't re-injury. I just, you're probably not going to draft Carson Wentz. By the time he comes back in October, four teams are going to be cut, and their good quarterbacks are going to hit the waiver wire, and quarterbacks come cheaply in, uh, in, in guillotine leagues. But more relevant to Carson Wentz himself is the players around him. Obviously, all the pass catchers are impacted and pretty significantly negatively. Um... And I think to the point that Michael Pittman is probably the only one that I would draft at all at this point, including uh, the tight end, Mo Alley-Cox. But the player who who really gets hurt a lot here is Jonathan Taylor. You know, some people are going to tell you that an injury to Carson Wentz helps Jonathan Taylor because his workload's going to be that much. But even as the focal point of the offense, he'll also be the focal point of the defense. Every team that faces the Colts is going to play to stop Jonathan Taylor and make the Colts win without Carson Wentz. And most of the time, they're not going to be able to do it. So I've moved uh, Jonathan Taylor down pretty aggressively on my Guillotine League cheat sheet. You can find it at guillotineleagues.com under charge ranks. Uh, You'll find my cheat sheet there. Um, it's, It's the worry for Taylor. Defenses are going to play to stop him. Sometimes Taylor and that really good offensive line will be good enough to overcome that. Eight men in a box, don't care. He's going to be able to break off enough long runs. He's going to be okay. But in the guillotine league world, you have you can't let that be the only thing you think about. If Taylor, if teams do play to stop Taylor, sometimes it's going to work. So let's say that Carson Wentz comes back on the early side and, and he has he misses four games. My worry is two of those four games. He's not, he, he does get bottled up and he has, he puts a, he puts together an 18 carry 50 yard game and he catches two passes and Naheem Holmes catches seven. And, you know, that leaves you a Taylor with like a seven point day or a nine point day and now you're stuck. 
and that's how you get chopped. So Jonathan Taylor worries me. I think he falls uh, pretty far, maybe even out of the first round altogether in 18-team guillotine leagues, and that's pretty significant. And the other thing I want to talk about with Carson Wentz, the situation with the Colts really highlights the danger of taking two players from the same team. Because if you have two Colts, in this case, two Colts, and Carson Wentz goes down, your starting quarterback, the whole offense gets worse. And now you're double invested in that offense. So even if you had, in the case of, again, the Colts, you had Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, you're hurt twice over. And that's how you get chopped. This don't take two players from the same team. You also, when you have two players from the same team, you also have the same bye week that you have to deal with. And if it's an early bye, that's especially devastating. And here's another angle. Right here in Minnesota, we're down three quarterbacks. If the Vikings, if this had happened a month a month later, the Vikings were rolling into week one, they might not have a starting quarterback. They might be looking at a forfeit. Remember, the NFL has said, they're not moving games anymore. You'll forfeit if your team's not ready to play due to COVID. And that could end up happening to some team. And if it happens to that team, how invested in that one team do you want to be? Don't draft two players from the same team, guillotine leaguers. Let's move over to Saquon Barkley, who still isn't fully practicing with the team. He's doing drills on the side. Remember, he's coming back from a week two ACL and MCL tear uh, that cost him last year. That should be a worry for you. Again, I'm here to get you to October. Saquon Barkley may not be available at all in week one. He may be on a very limited basis. It, I think that's the probable likelihood is that he's going to be used in a very limited basis in September. His ADP is high. Saquon Barkley is going off the board at, as at player eight right now in guillotine league drafts. I can't tell you he's going to start the season or be, even play in the season opener. You you really do not want to have your, your week one running back unavailable to you. I think you have to move him down a fair amount. And as a side note, Devontae Booker's ADP, he's the backup, is 167. That's round 10. You can, um, that works, guillotine leaguers. And again, you, could, you may find yourself in a position where you can start Devontae Booker in that first month of games while Saquon Barkley's trying to get back. And even when Barkley comes back, the workload won't be full, and Devontae Booker in an 18-team league, it's going to be startable for the month of September. So that's a guy I think you can you could target as a sleeper, and I think I'd avoid Saquon Barkley. Baltimore wide receiver Marquise Brown has a significant hamstring injury. He's expected to miss a couple of weeks here. It's giving Rashad Bateman a lot of extra looks, and, and he might be more viable than usual, although you, know, you do need to worry about rookie wide receivers. And and let me mention that as we'll pivot to another one. Philadelphia wide receiver rookie Devonta Smith is going to miss miss two to three weeks with an MCL injury. You know, and rookies are dangerous anyway, and especially receivers. Receivers are notoriously slow to get into the game plan, even with a record-setting season by Justin Jefferson last year. He was awesome, but even Justin Jefferson didn't start for the first couple of weeks of the season, during which you or his owners could have gotten chopped. Um, so I'd show some caution on Devonta Smith, even Rashad Bateman getting this extra look. You just, you need to be, need to be really careful on these rookie receivers, especially 
more often the running backs will be a factor early in the season. Wide receivers, unless they're pretty special, uh, usually are much slower to start, and Devonta Smith is somebody you need to show some caution with. Just a couple other things for you before we go. Uh, Michael Thomas, as you already know, is going to be out probably until sometime in October. So the question I'm getting a lot is, is he even draftable? At what point do you take Michael Thomas? I think mostly not draftable. Most people are going to take him, and right now his ADP since the injury has been round 11 at guillotineleagues.com. I think that's too early for a player you can't start for probably two months. That's a it's a it's a real concern. I you do have you do you with with eighteen teams. I mean, you know, there are, at some point, yes, I would probably draft Michael Thomas, but it's hard to hold a guy that you can't start in an eighteen team league. And even if it turns into a 17, 16, 15, and fourteen team league, um, it's hard to start him. And I think there's a good chance that one way or another, Michael Thomas is going to get chopped, and then you can get him. You can get him probably pretty cheap later. So I just, you know, between having to hold him and use up a roster spot and knowing that there's a decent chance he gets chopped before he comes back, I, I think you've got, I think there's not much reason to take Michael Thomas. Uh, for those of you, since we're talking injuries, it's a very injury-oriented show. For those of you that draft, already drafted and you got Cam Akers, and that's me in one league, remember, guillotine leagues let you rebound from a blow like this better than any other. Normally, you know, you, you lose Cam Akers. He was a first-round pick probably for you. He was for me. I think it took him end of the first round or early second round. Because good running backs are going to hit the waiver wire beginning in week one in your guillotine league, you've got alternatives to go find a replacement for Cam Akers. Sure, I would much rather just hold my fab than spend to get a replacement for Cam Akers, but... I probably can't do that, and you know this is a scenario where I'm going to have to push in some chips early to make sure I stay alive. Not going to spend all my money, of course, but I may have to spend 200, 300 uh, out of my thousand to go replace Cam Akers. And so, just you know, don't don't sweat it too much. You've got more ways to rebound from a devastating injury like Cam Akers' injury in a guillotine league than you do in any other format. Uh, thank you for listening to the Chop Podcast. Hey, if uh, if you're interested in the Super Chop, our new exciting format, uh, we've got our $50 Super Chop as of this moment is about two-thirds full. And so we are looking to get our very, uh, well, what will ultimately be our second Super Chop uh, up and running, your chance for a far bigger payout. And again, the Super Chop is a slight variation in that there's 12, 12 team leagues. So... The way it works, it's 144 players in total. If you survive to win your 12-team league, then heading into week 12, you and the rest of the winners hold a redraft and go to the end of the season. And it is a, uh, it's a ton of fun. It's uh, higher stakes, higher payouts, and an opportunity to, uh, to play guillotine leagues in a new way. It is super chop. Thank you for listening. Just one guy droning on for the better part of 11 minutes. Um, I know it can be a little boring, so I'm glad you got to the end of it. And um, also, uh, by the time you're hearing this, I'm hoping, hoping our uh, our new app will be out. It's coming soon. It's really close, and uh, we'll encourage you to uh, to download the new app and uh, and give that a test drive as well. All right, thanks everybody. Talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>